Hello one, hello all. My name is Ben Rikosh. I am joined by Soren Povasils, as always. And this is Paper Thin Thoughts. We short-sighted, ill-advised, thought-provoking dimwits speak our truths about trending topics that we experience in our daily lives. This week, we had the pleasure of bringing onto the show executive producer of Paper Thin Thoughts, Mr. Dave Stipe, who has been with us since day one, and as you will hear, is excited to continue this journey of Paper Thin Thoughts with us into its next chapter. Just a heads up to everybody listening, my audio was a little messed up for parts of this episode, so please forgive us, we apologize, but I hope that doesn't deter you from the fact that this is a great episode. So without further ado, we won't waste any more time. Here is our conversation with the one, the only, the always incredible Dave Stipe, producer extraordinaire. Welcome back, everybody. Today we have producer Dave from the Northeast America, but claims Boston. Proud executive producer of the fastest growing podcast within Charlottesville High School, University of Virginia, and Virginia Tech sports fanatic slash employee. Dad, husband, yes. manager of the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Performing Arts Center, Correct. music en- enthusiast, underrated draft aficionado, food enjoyer, die hard for an overrated basketball team. Patriots fan, make a yikes face after. Oh, um, and finally, part time Outer Banks resident. How are you doing, Dave? That was stunningly accurate. You guys got to know me all right this year. Yeah, we worked on that one pretty hard. Good. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, right, so, looking on uh, this past year and working with us, what is the proud of, uh, of what you've created from Papers and Thoughts? Well, first off, guys, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, I have I have been intimidated about this you because I was I have watched you all. This is my favorite thing. I have watched you all evolve into really good interviewers, and doing your research and coming up with thoughtful questions. And you caught a couple of people with a lot of media experience off guard with the fact that they thought that they were coming in to do this little podcast, and they caught you guys fully prepared and that has been my favorite thing has been watching you all go from kind of stumbling out the gates which is a totally normal thing to do to like really understanding how to do the process and being thoughtful with your research into what you're going to do an episode on and being prepared for it it's been awesome to watch for sure and bouncing off that question is there a favorite interview that witnessed or been a part of or a favorite episode that we've done this year we're 38 deep and i think there are some yeah. good ones there's some hits there are some misses yeah i mean in podcasting you're gonna have hits and misses and uh and we don't need to focus on the misses because they came and went i have a, i have a few highlights um i thought i thought you guys did an incredible interview with dr chabra um and i thought he was just a really awesome interviewee um Again, it was about the preparation. You guys really had thoughtful things prepared for the head of the like the head of orthopedic surgery for UVA, and like you know he's a heavy dude, like he's a big time resume. And you guys were completely unafraid and completely unbothered by it, and that was that was definitely one of my highlights. Yeah, but. that was a lot of fun. 
but getting to bring bring in like my friends and colleagues like making gunter and ahmad hawkins like those are pretty good too and looking back 10 months ago to about right now what did you envision the project becoming and has that come to fruition and how have you seen our goals and motives alter see these are the kind of questions i'm glad that you guys have learned to ask um <laughs> let's break that down because that was like a lot of questions in one real quick get, run that say that again for me please so about 10 months ago right what did you envision the podcast looking like right now um on, on like rarely do things ever turn out the way that you intend them to at the beginning you know like they always like parts of it will end up going the way that you think it go and then you get things just go different ways than you ever expected it to go this actually like this went exactly as Morn and I had like thought of dreamed of and hoped for real um it was about first of all just giving a voice to students and using your voice that you have and your platform you have to amplify other voices that was our whole intention for this thing to begin with because she's fascinated by podcasting i'm obviously fascinated by podcasting and for same reasons it's like this format this medium lends itself to having deeper and more nuanced conversations than stuff that's on cable news we've had a lot of conversations about just media in general as we've been kind of going through the coaching of these things and why podcast is an important new avenue for media and it because it allows nuance in conversation in ways that other mediums do not allow and you guys have brought your own dynamic to that and that is something that like i knew was going to happen and watching that happen was really awesome ways that it went differently was i mean we knew going in, like you guys came in with the idea for Paper Thin Thoughts, and this honestly started last year in public speaking class as a uh, conspiracy theory podcast. And I like where it landed now, which is, uh, Soren, I really felt like you really helped solidify the direction on this of we're going to interview compelling and interesting people who've chosen different pathways through life than just whatever the common pathway is that society rolls out for you. And as soon as we keyed in and locked in on that, it was like the vision for the podcast became clear. And I think this is about, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later on in questioning, but like this for me is like what leads us into paper thin thoughts goes to college. It's like, we're just going to take that exact same thought process and apply it to a slightly bigger scale, a slightly bigger model and new stories and new places. And that really makes me excited. So did I answer that question? All right. Yeah. Did I miss anything? Do you like follow up? This is the coaching part where I'm saying, like, <laughs> if I miss something, follow up. Do the follow-up question. Yeah, I think you got all the components um, of that one. Cool. So within this unique new medium of podcasting, what are some major improvements, whether it's been writing, interviewing, producing, et cetera, over the year? Um, I think the biggest improvement was getting into the interviewing of of your subjects and we were starting by interviewing a lot of people inside our school community both uh faculty and staff and um and some students as well and that got into like learning about people's stories once we made that move to understanding the kind of subjects that we want to interview then you guys started getting really deep in your research and that improved everything 
that's what that's what for me leveled the quality of the podcast up was the amount of research that you guys understood the jet to do going into an interview because you don't want to show up in front of dr chabra and not have you don't want to take that man's time and not be prepared and waste it right same thing goes for for someone like um making gunter he's you know extremely busy real estate agent and entrepreneur and podcaster you want to be prepared for those things and you know as cliche as it goes like preparation really is like that's how you get success is like the more prepared you are the better everything is going to go because podcast is going to be spontaneous conversations are just going to go the the way that they go but preparation means that like i knew we were going to be discussing this i'm prepared for this follow-up and this thing and this thing after that and that's what makes a podcast go. I mean, for sure, it's all about telling compelling stories. And however you accomplish that goal to tell a compelling story is the right way to do it. And that's going to vary between just podcast brand, you know, podcasting companies to pot individual shows to individual episodes. But it really like for me, what where podcasting is so unique is it's all about storytelling. And that's why I got it. Like everything that I, every Avenue I've taken in my professional life has been about storytelling, whether it's been music or podcasting or sports media stuff or theater, it's all about people telling stories and telling human stories. That's, just something that's been something that's been important to me and fascinated since I was a kid. That's kind of what Miss Horn touched on too yep. last week. Is that podcasting is just another medium for storytelling, and that's what how you yeah. can be creative with it and you can really do whatever you want because this is such a new medium, new platform. Yep, world doesn't really know the limits of what podcasting can be this is exactly the conversation that miss horn and i had when we were first discussing it before we even did your public speaking class last year was she came to me with the idea and we just had like about a 30 minute conversation just about podcasting why like i was interested like why do you want to do this miss horn and she just started talking about why she loves podcasting and then that led to me being like talking about why i love it and the number one thing it's such a unique way for us to tell stories and that is something that humans have done for all of our existence is we, we pass down each other's stories. It's how we tell our history. It's how we think of the future is through storytelling. It's a really important part of what we do as, as a species. And this being a new avenue for that is just so interesting for me, both in like a, a current event pop culture medium, as well as like historical relevance, like you know, TV didn't exist 60, 70 years ago. And then one day it did. And like, look at all it became. I kind of feel the same way about podcasting. Like, the, like for me, I think podcasting is like very much in like wherever television was in like 1958. You know what I mean? Like it's still very new and I'm really excited to see where it goes. Where do you, where do you see podcasting in maybe like 10 or 20 years? <sighs> Um, I'm a, I like revolutions more than evolutions. And so I get really kind of bull bullheaded about it where like, uh, I'll, I'll say bold things. And like, I just hate a lot of like cable media stuff in the sense of, I hate cable news as a person who grew up 
literally spending my days and weekends watching Sports Center. I really dislike what a lot of ESPN has become outside of its game coverage and their personalities that cover that cover the broadcasting. I just dislike the medium. I feel like it where we talked about nuanced, it has just completely erased nuance and understanding out of out of life essentially. And I feel that podcasting brings all of that back in. It requires more attention. I mean, some of my favorite podcasts I listen to, I swear to God, I feel like I'm like auditing graduate level courses in like psychology and physics sometimes because I'm just curious and interested. Like I'm just a curious person who likes to learn new things. And podcasting for me feels like there's times where I feel like I get to audit grad level classes from people that are way smarter than me. And I get none of that from other areas of older areas of our media. And um, so I get very bullish in thinking that this kind of thing can kind of take down that older way of doing things. And that, again, I like revolution. I, I like revolutionary moments in time. And I feel that we are in one of those now where lots of changes happening and possible moving forward. And so I hope podcasting is a part of big changes moving forward for media. Uh, I totally agree. There's no, there's no limit on what a fact has to be, both conceptually and you know logistically. Like, there's no time limit on podcasting like there's on TV, on Correct. radio, on video. It's not as time consuming to make a YouTube video. Correct. Um, you can really talk about what it's the internet. There are podcasts that are everything, everything you can. And from everyone. And the other thing I really like about it too is it's, I think it's a really powerful device in amplifying voices that typically don't get amplified, especially by larger media. Um, it gives, it just gives voices to very many different points of views. And, you know, honestly, like this is one of the things I've spoken with both of you about is like, use your platform to do that for others. You have a platform, you have people paying attention to you. Use it to amplify voices that need to be amplified and do that through compelling storytelling. Like that is good stuff. Yeah. And on a personal note, what has Table meant to you and how has it affected you in business? How has it affected you in general and why has it been important that we stuck with this project so intently and what has motivated you to well, now you guys are going to start to make me emotional. Come on now, y'all. <laughs> All right. Um, obviously, the past three years have been really challenging on everyone. And I won't even think large scale globally. I'm just going to think about us in our CHS Charlottesville community. The past three years have been really hard. And um, and I'm not immune to that, hard, that hardness. And um, having this project... That was just a little idea, brainchild from Miss Horn and I a couple of years ago, turn into something like this that like has brought in, you guys have thousands of RSS subscribers now. Whenever I get to brag about that to some of our car colleagues in the Charlottesville schools, like I puff out my chest. I'm so proud of you guys for that. And um, it's meant a lot to me to because it, 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 man. It just felt something, it work worth doing. Like it was just work worth doing at a time worth doing it. 
And, um, and that has meant the world to me because there was a time there where everything got very cold and quiet and alone for all of us. And this is, this has been a rejuvenating thing for me personally. And I don't want this to be about me. So no matter how hard, like, I'm not going to make this about me, but like, it's been, it's been important for me to get to participate in this with you guys. And that's why I'm like excited to help you guys with what comes next with it. So it's been amazing. It's the best project we've worked and mentioned. We're going to continue paper and thoughts, but it will look different. How do you envision your goals for the next Paper and Thoughts chapter and what specifically about staying with us mm-hmm. and staying with the show and everything like truly right? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, my goals are your goals. So that question actually turns back to you more than anything else. My goals with it are just to help continue coaching you all to see it go. And that means challenging you all in new ways too, making it better. Um, I told you all, like, I really like, you know, I was raised by two teachers. I'm married to a teacher and all of my friends are teachers. And so like that title of teacher, I have the (laughs) most utmost respect for. And I like, uh, I like my role as mentor and coach. And I've gotten to do that with you guys. And the way coaching goes is you are helping people with the needs that they have right now. So my goals for you really are dependent on what your goals are and then coaching you through what those will be. That's my goal. For sure. And I'm so excited. Again, like I also know like you're both about to start a college journey too. And like, I know what that is and that is a huge change in life. And you guys are both going to like see and do new things and meet new people and your professors at school are going to be some of the most interesting people that you've ever met and they're going to bring all kinds of new ideas into your into your head i can't wait to be a part of those conversations to think about how we do this moving forward um paper thin thoughts is going to college like i want the show to feel like it's evolved to that stage and you know universe willing It'd be cool if this continues for four years of school and then, you know, Paper Thin Thoughts is going to graduate from college, too. I love the idea of that. So we'll see, like, just what happens as it goes. Yeah, I'm beyond excited. And this show is going to look different, but it's still going to be fun. And um, maybe it's even going to be more fun as the journey rolls on. We just don't know yet. That's what's going to be so fun about it. I don't know. I've been saying a lot, but I'm having a lot of fun. It's fun. Yeah. Podcasting's fun. Yeah. How do you perceive the influence of youth podcasting on the wider podcast community? This I am actually a thousand percent fascinated by because already podcast is dominated by people in my generation. And while I like to consider 40 young, you know, we're an older generation now and there is, I am fascinated to see like, my generation is all like I remember when we didn't have internet in our houses, and then I remember when AOL came in with dial up and that tone that you had to get to the connect to the internet to where it is now. You all are in that first generation that have grown up with this, which means as like the advancement that I have of knowledge over technology over my parents, you all are going to have that much more level of advancement over me and my generation that invented a lot of the stuff that we are doing nowadays on technology. So for that, like the, the idea of the younger generation getting into podcasting and what that means, I'm fascinated by it because I have absolutely no idea what you guys have in your heads about it. 
it's going to be it's going to look completely different than the way that me and my generation think about it and i just always hope to be a person that is like going to stay keep myself knowledge about what younger generations are doing and thinking and saying because the way that you all see the world now that's the way the world is and older generations need to evolve with younger generations so that i'm very excited to see for sure when you first saw the younger generation getting into podcasting what what were your thoughts was it good or bad or just excited terror because i didn't understand it and i was like oh i'm old now <laughs> so for um, no, what drew me to working with Miss Horn last year was 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 just heck yeah, we we absolutely need podcast to this podcasting in this high school. Why haven't we been doing this? Of course we're doing yeah, this. Yeah. That's what drew me to it last year. Yeah. Um just in general, like I mean, I like working with people younger than me because the way that they see the world is the way that the world is now. And that is something that like I've always felt that way. So that's just working with people younger than me in general. That's amazing. Um and what, what you've been doing and saying and everything about the podcasting community and podcasting and uh and encouraging the youth and everything like that is just incredible and it's a step forward for the this the evolution in life. You youths, we have a lot of hope for you all. Yes. draft topic that you proposed we haven't done a draft in a long time you want to state out what your idea was yeah i mean yesterday me and Betty were writing up these questions to try to stump producer dave and <laughs> how do we, we do by the way did we stump you did we stump me on questions uh uh you did not stump me you you came at me with exactly what i knew you were going to come at me with which was thoughtful good. sincere questioning good so we were thinking we haven't done a draft in a while and I started thinking of some ideas, and the first idea was, what are some fun words to say? So our draft today are top three, maybe five, fun words to say that you like saying. We'll go with three. Dave, you get first pick. What's on your board? Uh, <laughs> I feel like this is a trap because some of my favorite words to say and use maybe are not going to be appropriate for this podcast in this moment in time. Or we're going to have to get that beep button out. Uh, I am from uh, New England, and we, we use a certain word with the letter F with great Fun. fluidity. Fun. Fun. Yeah. Correct. Well, we can each take uh, it. We can each take see. this draft in different ways. I mean, I'm going, to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I mean, I'm just going to start with a basic and easy one. I'm going to start with the word yes. Great. Because usually the word yes is accompanied by something very good happening at the same time. So I'm going to go with the word yes is one of my favorite words to use. I love that pick. Great pick. A better word in the English Great language. Talented player. I mean, just a universal player out there. Yeah. It's universal Can't player. go wrong. Can't go wrong with the word yes. I mean, it has so much. Yeah. Yep. You can have all of, all of the yeses. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take my yes and make it an all-encompassing yes, yeah, yep, like an affirming yes. Affirmations. Affirmation. Great. Uh I got the second pick here. I took a different strategy than he did. I didn't take like what feelings this word makes you say, but I 
I, oh, I've got a fun just couple. I, I got a like a, for you. Uh, a list of fun words to say. Uh, first pick is the obvious, I'd say, classic from the movie Mary Poppins, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Nice. Playing for the crowd. And is such a wonderful and complex thing to say, he couldn't even spit it out cleanly on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> I Supercalifragilistic. You can't do it. It is hard. It is a that, hard that's, that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it fun. Oh, Soren's got it. Bang. What do you got? Well, I said it fast. See, this All is right. why it's good that uh, this this podcast grew out of public speaking because he yeah. can say words like that on mic now. Yeah. That's good. All right. Let's hear what you got. Oh, my gosh. I've got so many fun words here to say. Uh, oh, man. I'm going to go with my first word as finagle. Finagle? Just, yeah, finagle, finagle. Depends on where you're from. I think it's just a fun <laughs> word to say. What region of the country uses finagle? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> What, what region? I'm going to go with... The region that... <laughs> New Jersey. Sills is standing. New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. Good. Got it. All right. You just think that's fun to say or what? Yeah. All right. Dave, kick it back. Number uh, two. Ever since college, I've been making a joke with my wife, was then girlfriend, um, that the word armadillo, every time that the, I have to read or say the word armadillo, it just makes me smile and giggle a little bit on the inside. Armadillo. What a funny word. That's my See, favorite animal. I got, I got you guys giggling on it. It's my favorite animal. Armadillo. They are such cool, crazy creatures too. That's great. Uh, if you if you were to like be that's not what that's not what I would have thought of. If you were to be like plucked off of this planet and just down like on a on a, on another planet on the opposite side of the galaxy, and you were just like looking around at like what did the wildlife look like, and you saw an armadillo walk by, you would think that is a crazy alien creature. Yeah, it's true. They can roll around and properly named and properly named. We were talking a couple months ago about what are things that are properly named. I think an armadillo fits in that category. Like stick. Stick. Yep. Uh, My second pick is kind of a role player, you would say, but a good role player. Maybe an all star. Whippersnapper. Whippersnapper. Say say quick. That's another word that's properly named. It's aptly named. Uh, whippersnapper. You know, you're kind of whipping around. You're whipping that word. It's fun. Whippersnapper. Whippersnapper. Gosh. Okay. I've got some. Uh, why do I have to write down five? I want to say all of them. I'm going to go with piffle. 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 What mm-hmm. is a Piffle. I don't know. I've heard it before, and it's in the dictionary. Piffle. Let's let's look it up. It's fun to say. Piffle. Piffle. Piffle means nonsense. Yeah, that's piffle. Piffle. You're speaking right now. These are good paper-thin thoughts right now. Yeah. Piffle. I got to be honest. I feel like I'm getting to draft Jason Tatum down the board right now is how how I feel. Uh, I'm going to go with the word duty. Oh, man. Of course. Perfect example why. Thank you, Ben. Of course. The word duty. I was gonna I'm going for the low-hanging fruit. Honorable this is an men- easy draft pick. Honorable mention fart is on my list. Fart? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, duty. Along. All those words. Because duty is often used in very serious context, and it always mm-hmm. elicits an immature 
just really, really lowbrow, immature giggle out of someone in the group. And every time the word duty is said, and I could just spot the person who laughed in the group but didn't want to laugh in front of the group, I'm like, that's my person. That's the person I'm going to go have lunch with later. Yeah. (laughs) Like the person who giggled at the word duty is my friend. (laughs) Um, My word here is. We were talking about words that were actually named. I think mine would fit in the opposite category. This is kind of a silly word, and it's kind of like for quaint emotion. This is flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. You know, flabbergasted is, you know. Flabbergasted You're surprised. It's fun to say, uh, but it's it doesn't. Ele- it, but it's, an, like, again, you can't use flabbergasted all the time. Yeah. That's a top shelf that's a, word. That's a special it's word. It's a top shelf word. Yeah. This, this is one, like, I'm surprised, but. With like a couple scoops of 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 whipped cream on top, surprise, flabbergasted. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Soren closes out. Okay, I'm gonna go with another fun word to say. I'm gonna go with blubber. 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 I blubber. like it. It's just fun to say. Can I give some honorable mentions here? Yeah. In honor of uh, Alastair Greenland from Miss Horn's public speaking class last year, I want to go with the Zamboni. Uh, I also want to say nincompoop. From a guy from the great northeast here, Zamboni is just one of my favorites. It's fun to say. I'd say indubitably is pretty fun. Indubitably. That's a good one. Hodgepodge. Hodgepodge. I Um, got an honorable mention one. Let's hear it. Dongle. You know, they've become Who named dongles dongles? That specifically is also an unaptly named word. What an amazing prank to play on the world is to name that little device that you have to attach to your computer a dongle. dongle. Which, if you have one like mine, it dangles. I got a dangle dongle. That's, that's, I mean, I, that's, that could have easily been in the top three. It's a good word. Yep. Good word. It's something that Miss Horn and I last time. Who, in their right mind, named this little thing a dongle? And why? And why? Other, I have no, I have no why other than this is just horrific trolling of the world. Another, another honorable mention here kind of fits into the category of your first pick. We say why, why? It's the most important question whenever we do a project, all the time. When, when, uh, when I'm, when I'm working with a band or an artist that wants to come and record with me and make a song or make a record, like I talk to them all the time. It's just like every question that we have to ask about this record are all logistical questions. Where, when, how, it's the why is the most in que- most important question in life. Yeah, I should have picked that first. Um, I regret it now. But we want to close this out. I'm going to put one more up there with, with my yes one. Here's an important word that I used to hate and I'm finding new love and respect for as I've grown, uh, grown in my age, uh, which is the word no. Yeah, it's true. The word no is not always a negative connotation. Connotation it's it's not easy, but it is it's a important. protective word. It is a it, it is a protection word, and I have been learning that as I've gotten older. It's not easy, but it's important. Set a boundary on for people, and the word no is a very good and healthy word to have in your vocabulary. For sure. Um, I did not appreciate that word when my children were toddlers. <laughs> I feel like that was a good draft. You know, the, it was a good this draft. is a draft we could have taken five. Um, but sticking I feel like we all 20. got enough honorable mentions in. We all pretty much got five anyway. St- there. Sticking it with yeah. top three makes it a little, a little difficult. Yep. Uh, but we want to close it out and ask you the one question that we ask every single person that comes on this show. This is the one I've been waiting on the most. Because I, I listened back to when we interviewed you on episode four of this show yesterday. Oh. 
And we didn't ask you this. This is a new thing, or was new. Oh, good. As I was going to say, like, am I going to answer the same? Am I going to give the same answer? Because that'd <laughs> no, be bad. No, <laughs> we, we didn't. We didn't ask you anything. Good. So, what is a great piece of advice that someone has given you that you would like to share with the world? You've given us so much advice this advi- advice probably this too year. much, but yeah. Um, um, <laughs> let's let's hear some of it. Uh, most important piece of advice I've gotten in my life. Most important lesson I've learned in my life, which. I have, I apply to in my life all of the time, especially like at least when it's going well. Um, my father, most of all, taught me that chasing your passions in life, chasing the things that you love that are important to you, no matter how much the rest of society thinks it doesn't make sense putting the idea of money and financial success aside in service of this other thing, chasing after that is the most important and most rewarding and most valuable thing you'll ever do in your life. And that means making some sacrifices. It's making sacrifices along the way. That means making sacrifices potentially all the way. But the reward and the satisfaction you get by chasing after the things in life that you love most will provide you the most amount of joy and happiness in your life that no amount of money can, can accumulate. I have been very, very fortunate to be able to do, to take the things that I've loved since I was a kid, most of all in music and in sports and turn those into the means in which I spend my life working and it supports myself and my family. And that is a, I'm like, so fortunate and I spend so much time in my life being thankful that I had that lesson instilled in me from a young age that had me chase that down, which meant that I had to spend some time really paying dues. And sometimes I still pay those dues and nothing has rewarded it more because I've gotten to just live my life the way that I want to live my life. And that's pretty awesome. And so like, that's what I want for you guys to do most of all, no matter what it is, this goes for, I mean, I want this for everybody, but especially the people in our CCS community is like the teachers that are in the schools are so amazing because they're just teaching you the things that they're passionate about, that they know and that they love and that they've spent their life learning about and they're continuing to learn about. And they're just passing that knowledge off to you all. And they do that because they want you to find your thing and then go dedicate yourself to it. So that's the most important thing I've learned in life. And it's the thing that's paid off the most. Wow. That was, that was something that was amazing. Um, I don't know what else to say, but thank you so much for helping us this entire year. I'm gonna take a victory sip on that one. <laughs> don't worry, everybody. It's coffee. It was it's, coffee. It's about 10 a.m. <laughs> uh, don't worry. Um, but thank you so much for helping us out this year. It's been um, one of the greatest experiences of my life, I Man, assume Soren's life. Um, one of the biggest it's been helps. A unique pleasure, fellas. One of real. the biggest helps that we've had in Charlottesville High School. One of the greatest people I've ever met in Charlottesville High School. Stop! Stop! Please! Um, please stop! But stop. but the journey doesn't end here. <laughs> we are moving on to season three, chapter three, whatever you want to call it, of Paper and Thoughts. Uh, beyond excited for that and beyond grateful that. Uh, you know, the core team is sticking together. Me too. Uh, so without further ado, please, everybody give it up for producer Dave Stipe. <laughs>
No, stop, stop, no. And if you haven't, go listen to when we interviewed him to hear more about his story back on episode four of this show, way back when. And go listen to all the interviews that he mentioned throughout the show. If you haven't already, Macon Gunter, Dr. Chabra, you know, they're, they're good stuff. And, you know, and go listen to all of the, the, the faculty and staff that we interviewed too this year too. So everything. Yeah. Yep. Um, we've produced some really good stuff and we're really excited to keep it coming over the next several months, several weeks. So let's awesome do it. job, fellas. Nice work. This has been the Pitten Thoughts Podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform and leave a rating and a question that could potentially be answered in a following episode. As always, I'm Soren Povestos, accompanied by Ben Rikosh. Keep up the thin thoughts and stay tuned for next week's episode and the following because ETT Season 3 Summer is coming out soon. Paper Thin Thoughts is produced by the Shawsville High School Podcasting Network. Executive producers are Jen Holt and Dave Stipe. Senior producers are Ben Rikosh and Swarm Povasils. This episode was edited and mixed by Dave Stipe and Ben Rikosh. Music is produced and created thanks to Jacob Lightborn, Miss Waters, and the entire CHS music production team. Thank you to Mr. Rashad Pitt and the rest of the CHS faculty and staff for the support. PTT out.